following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to a Tip of the Cap podcast brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. The weather is changing, the birds are chirping, and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is right around the corner, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does catering too. For more details or to make reservations, head over to www.buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of Hats, Tats, and Sats podcast, Tip of the Cap podcast, Common Debauchery, and The Producers. Call or visit their website for a championship caliber experience of epic proportions today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap podcast. I am Coach Jaws, and I am joined today by a long time. Uh, we've, I don't think we've ever been teammates, but we've played against each other for what feels like 15 years. Uh, Ronnie Pilot, who is the owner, correct, of 3-2 and two Baseball? Yes, sir. All right. So, uh Ronnie and I have played against each other for years in uh, Western New York's double-A Muni or Muni MSBL, whatever the hell it's called now. Uh, he's a longtime member of Home Run Derby, and we've played against, her, played against each other for, like I said, forever. Ron, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So uh, first and foremost, we like people to in, be able to introduce themselves so everyone knows who, you know, who you are and you know, where he came from and what brought you to where you're at in the baseball community. So at this point, uh, the floor is yours. Kind of introduce yourself and take us through your, uh, you know, your baseball life. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, I mean, I think it has been like 15 years or so. Uh, you know, I've been playing Muni for forever. And I remember you from back on the what was a new era, maybe uh, and, the, uh, the original you know, Inferno team. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, me personally, though, I'm, I'm from Kenmore born and raised uh you know went to Kemmer West played high school ball there uh went on played you know kind of independent amateur leagues after that um baseball wise I actually went back to school when I was 26 uh, I went to Duville had an opportunity to play ball over there with uh a good friend of mine who was on Derby at the time and it was kind of crazy because uh at the time Duville was D3 they moved up to D2 uh past couple seasons so they were D3 and the roster was was slim to say the least and uh you know it was a great experience it was one of those things i got to kind of check off uh something i always wanted to do just you know i i had uh my oldest daughter at a younger age met my wife at a younger age so baseball was kind of you know secondary uh to work and family so the opportunity presented itself i was 26 went back to school my second year i was actually older than the coach uh (laughs) you know so but it was it was awesome you know it was great it was uh you know, I got that experience, like a full season. Uh, it was, you know, it was busy working around, uh, you know, practices, family, uh, you know, obviously school and and whatnot. But the coaches were great. Uh, the organization was great. So, uh, yeah, Duville, 
uh, played there. And then after that, it was really just Muni uh, playing all local. You know, I mean, you know, the whole the whole circuit here in Buffalo. Uh, I've been with Home Run Derby forever. And, you know, it's, we, we joke about it. Me and, uh, you know, Moose, of course. You know, we've been there since, geez, I, I think Moose is over like 20 years now, you know. And uh, it was the whole the whole baseball uh, being able to continue it past the college level or, you know, the amateur because playing the numbers, like realistically, that's what the majority of us are going to do, uh, and which is great, you know. So uh, I've been there. Uh, I actually, this is going to be my first full year back in a couple of years because uh, I went through an injury uh, outside of baseball. I was actually, I think we talked about this after a game. I was with the Erie County Sheriff's. And, uh, and then I was in law enforcement, I was a police officer with Kenmore police and I broke my femur and it was a a long road to recovery, which ultimately, uh, you know, at the end of the day led to three and two baseball, but it also gave me a couple years off, uh, from playing. And to be honest, it couldn't have happened. Like it, it sounds weird, but it couldn't have happened at a better time. Cause uh, I have a son who just turned 13, you know, a couple weeks ago. So I really got to focus on coaching uh, with his team and his organization. So it was kind of a, a blessing in disguise. Didn't miss a game, didn't miss a practice, you know, been to all the tournaments and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's been good. It's, it's baseball has been, been good to me. And, and uh, last actually almost a year ago in, in about a week, it's going to be a year. Uh, we, my wife and I just said, you know what, let's, let's pull the trigger. And, uh, and we decided to open up three and two baseball and, you know, it's been an amazing uh, experience and, you know, kind of going to work every day, playing baseball and teaching baseball to, to younger kids is, you know, nothing short of a dream come true. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking through the, uh, the website here. So first off, where give us the, uh, the location of three and two. Yeah, yeah. so we're uh, 77 Oriscani Drive. Uh, Sweet C. We're right in Tonawanda. So if you're familiar with like Sheridan Park Golf Course, I know that's your, your stomping grounds over there. Sure is. We're, we're a quarter mile from there. So we're right off of East Park, right behind like St. Timothy's Church. Uh, there's a little commercial complex back there. We took over uh, the whole facility is about 6,500 square feet as of now. Uh, I'll tell you about something in a little bit here. But as of now, we're 6,500 square feet. Uh, 5,500 of it is just an old plumbing warehouse that we just gutted and we basically went down redid everything leveling floors added insulation changed the heating the lighting uh you know painted top to bottom we we kind of went baseball nostalgic baseball decor throughout the whole place uh brand new machines turf everything so uh we we converted the entire space so when you pull up it looks you know just like most warehouses and whatnot i mean it's a really nice building but when you walk in it's kind of like that holy hell like i didn't expect this uh which is what we were going for you know it's right. it's that nostalgic baseball feel uh but ultimately we we didn't cut any corners you know so we have hack attack pitching machines and hit tracks and you know we use eight 1040 baseballs which you know like we know what that like we we kind of went above and beyond with everything we did uh because we know there's a need especially in the north towns you know, there's a, a ton of really good facilities throughout the area. We still use, you know, all in sports over by the airport. They do an amazing job, but uh, there's really nothing like it in the North Towns. And being right. from Kenmore, Tonawanda, uh, it definitely fulfilled the need. And the turnout the first year 
was uh was honestly nothing short of incredible so it's been uh it's been great yeah i remember seeing uh when you started posting about it on facebook and stuff like that and kind of seeing like you know like I, i just pull it up right now just the the area that you know was gutted and stuff and just pulling everything out then like what what it is now i mean just the the area that you guys have and what you've done with it i mean it it looks really really cool and it's got that old this like like you said that old school baseball feel but it's it it looked brand new it looks great it's an amazing spot from what i can see and uh i've actually been meaning to get out there and check the place out it's just uh you know time's been a little busy this spring is you know yeah of course usually is so no, yeah, and and that was that was kind of the goal. Uh, you know, we wanted something that when when kids walk in more than anybody, uh, that they get excited about the game. And what we found was not only did that happen, but like parents are walking in and like this is great, you know, and kind of have that that throwback uh, to when either they played ball or whatever the case is. And you know, you come in and and I, I got a couple good friends who own Streamline Design, and they do a lot of they did like all the blue jays and bisons rapping at the uh when they did the changeover and they right. do all the graphics and they they're they're amazing so they designed us like this big mural right when you walk in and uh i don't know if you know this but i'm a i'm a diehard minnesota twins fan that's my team uh so i dropped you know subliminal twin stuff all around the facility uh you know okay. i got to feel at home absolutely and so we put a, you know we put a big huge mural and a lot of just like you know baseball quotes uh, we built a fake like Wrigley wall. So we have, uh, you know, the Ivy on a couple of the walls throughout the place and it's the same thing. So, you know, people walk in and it's like, this is incredible. Uh, but that was the goal. You know, we didn't want it to just be, let's throw some nets, roll some turf and, and play ball. Uh, we could do both, you know? So we, we renovated the whole building to kind of fit our needs. And one of the other things we did is we made like a little parent lounge and we knocked out, you know, some brick walls and we put in one way windows so kids can practice without, you know, the mom or dad hovering, which, you know, can is a good thing sometimes. But, you know, a lot of times kids just want to practice. Uh, so the one way windows, you know, parents can hang out. We got TVs, uh, you know, a little lounge where they can see out to the entire practice. Uh, but the kids can't see in and we made it, you know, parents only like kids aren't allowed in the room and stuff. And uh, it, it's turned into, you know, you walk in there at any given time and there's 10, 15 parents hanging out, talking and kind of just a little break from while the kids practice, you know. So uh, that's been that's been great. And then this past couple months ago, we actually renovated about a thousand square feet just into a small gym, uh, baseball themed. You know, same thing. And when I say themed, I mean, obviously the whole, you know, decor of the place. But on the flip side, we're not doing anything crazy in in regards to like free weights. Uh, Everything's meant to be more specific towards, you know, baseball agility and drills and so on. You know, we're we're real big on like arm care. We have a whole plyometric wall that we we have set up with all the driveline stuff. Uh, You know, we, we obviously have some free weights, but nothing too crazy. A lot of resistance training Uh, and our entire program is dedicated towards kids right uh, you know because that's the one thing you know being being a father of you know my son is first and foremost he's a hockey player loves hockey uh and he he's real big into working out but the thing is he doesn't really know how to work out you know so the the goal of this gym is that we have instructors who actually 
uh, guide every single workout. So we're not an open gym in the sense that you're just going to show up and, you know, walk in and, and do your workout. Right. Uh, we'll, we guide you every step of the way, you know? So we've been running classes three days a week. Uh, right now, like I said, they're, uh, let's see, we call it the Dryland Academy. Yep. And it's basically for like hockey players, but also, you know, baseball, football, whatever. And it's been amazing. You know, the feedback has been incredible. Uh, kids are kind of getting their, their feet wet as far as what it means to actually work out, you know, why it's important and, and so on. And it's turned into my son is almost becoming like a gym rat, which I love to see because, you know, me and you, we both know that that stuff's going to go well beyond baseball or hockey or so on. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, that that's the other part, too, that's just been, uh, you know, we just added, we kind of did it on a whim and it's been great. You know, the the feedback has been phenomenal so far. You know, and I'm, I'm so I'm looking through your your website here and it's like it, you have a, a, a page specifically for like the equipment that you guys have and like the, the facility set up yeah. um, four cages infield. I'm looking all the cages are 80 feet, which is huge. Uh, cause yep. one, I mean, one of the things I know for, I mean, for years and, you know, I've been involved with the, uh, you know, it used to be called Inferno baseball, then new era park. Yep. Now it's the athlete factory. You know, I've been there forever. And, uh, you know, the one thing you can't do is you can't do live pitching for anybody over 12. It, Cause it's sure. too, like the cages are too short. The 80 foot cages, you know, the full mounds, just the whole thing. It, it, it's awesome. It looks really, really cool. Uh, and, and I think all that stuff's important. You know, I know, uh, this year at Madai, we, we struggled, we, we could barely fit a, like a live batting station indoors. And even still, it was kind of, you know, we, we had to like put things in the way to move the cage back to get the full 60 right, right. inches with a pitcher catcher combo. Yeah. Um, you know, so having that extra room is huge. You know, you guys got the hit tracks in there, which I know is a huge thing. Uh, these days, the kids, kids especially love it. And, you know, we even see guys like, uh, you know, Eric Sim is all over, you know, just hitting tanks on social media, using the hit tracks to track what he does and stuff. And it's, it's, it's fun to see and it's something that's awesome. You know, yeah. something, something I wish me and you would have had when we were younger, you know? Oh man. Well, we still have it. And I'll Absolutely. tell you, yeah. I, uh, I leave there on a regular basis sore because we get into that hit tracks and, you know, <laughs> uh, 1am rolls around and, you know, home run derby's practicing and we go from practicing to hit tracks games real quick. Uh, okay. And it kind of it kind of ages us. But uh, no, I mean, when we built it, we we knew our space. Uh, I I looked for locations in North Towns. I I mean, too many to count. And this just kind of fit everything we needed. So the oversized cages was one of my goals. Uh, 80 foot. We're, we're about 14 feet wide on each one. So we really could have three full lanes of live BP if we wanted to with no uh, no interruptions. Right. And you know, they all, all the nets recess because ultimately we're not a full infield. You know, we don't have a 90 right. foot diamond. Uh, so we got to make the most of what we have. And that's just what we did. So when you open it up, you're about 80 by, you know, 50 or so. Right. Uh, but we have teams from 8U up to college teams that come and practice with us on a regular basis. And uh, I've watched all of them. You know, my team's 13U. We open it all up and we, and we do, you know, quick little fungo type stuff. And it's great. You know, we're not obviously getting a full throw across the diamond, but in that same breath, I mean, there's, there's like debates to be had about is uh, the idea of running an infield essentially counterproductive. A lot of people will tell you that, you know, it's more the mechanic side of it. Um, you know, so that I'm not taking that away because we're, we're actually expanding uh, next year. 
to be able to do that stuff, 90 foot diamonds and so on. But as, as we sit right now, uh, it was really impressive to see a lot of the teams come through and makes the most of the space, uh, you know, whether it was opening the whole place up or shutting it down and running four cages at the same time, you know, so that along with the hit tracks, you know, and like you said, the hit tracks is, is like a, a beast in itself. It's phenomenal. We, you know, we have a couple TV TVs set up. We're actually putting in four more TVs next year. We might be adding a second hit tracks in cool. our first cage because uh, the one drawback that we weren't able to do is our hit tracks cage is 60 feet exactly long. And so we couldn't get these, you know, older kids in there to use the full benefits of the pitching. Right. Because, you know, just like you said, the, the 60 foot, six inches. Uh, so we might add one in. We we have cage one, two, three and hit tracks And cage. One is really our like pitchers. That's where we do most of our lessons and clinics because we have uh, we have a mounted radar gun, you know, the display up on there and whatnot. Right. Uh, so we might add another hit tracks in there to really be able to bring out the the pitching portion of what it offers. Right. And uh, I mean, I did a did a, a, actually an entire episode on, you know, hit tracks and what it offers and stuff. And, you know, the thing, the different things you can do between pitcher velocity, you know, like obviously all the hitting stuff. Um, you know, catchers pop times and catchers velos. Uh, I love it. It's, yep. it's fascinating. And I, I'm sure you, you know, you being a catcher, I'm sure that's right up your alley. So, yeah. Um, so we, the pop time stuff, I actually use, I, I mean, I do majority catching lessons. So, uh, I use that more than any because you know what? When said and done, like the, the biggest benefit is that it gives you a, a number, right, to work off of. So, you can hit a ball really hard and you can think, I got all of it you know, but hit tracks is going to tell you what you actually did. Right. Uh, and then you kind of have that baseline to be able to see your growth over the year or, you know, off season or whatever it is. And with catching, uh, I do a lot of catching lessons with kids that will will meet once, twice a week. And there's some kids that I've worked with six months straight, you know, so you start adding that up, you're talking 20, 30 catching lessons, like being able to actually track their pop time day one and four months later, be able to track their pop time again. Uh, it's incredible to see the difference. You know, so yeah, catching, catching is an outstanding feature that it has. Yeah. And I mean, that stuff's so cool. And it, it brings a whole new just dynamic to, to what you're able to do. I mean, I was working with a kid on some catching stuff this year and, you know, we were limited to a small pitching tunnel that was just, just over pro probably like 65 feet, whatever those are at, uh, at that place. Like yep. you, know, you, you can work stuff, but you can't get a full, you know, a full feel for a full throw. And, you know, you're worried about throwing a ball against the net and, it hitting a wall or hitting an exit sign or something where, you know, in, in the oversized cage and you can really kind of let it fly, get the feel for it. And then have, have the feedback from the machine, like the hit tracks. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love seeing those things. And again, stuff, stuff I wish we had when we were a kid, but it's that, uh, you know, was that the, uh, stepbrothers even better. We have them when we're like, yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. And so even like back to the, the catching, the last thing that we did is, uh, you know, there's, there's like the trajectory of a throw and, you know, we, we talk about throwing the ball across a diamond and it's like a, a 41 yard throw or something crazy. Uh, if you were to think on, in relation to like a, a football field and people don't understand that, you know, so even when you're in an 80 foot cage or 60 foot or whatever the case is, you, you got to get that right angle or you got to right. work towards that right angle. So on the back of the hit tracks wall, we actually have markers uh, that say 60, 70, 90, you know, 60 foot diamond, 70 foot diamond for the 11 and 12 U kids and then 90. And we mapped it out. Uh, we we kind of nerded out on it. And did <laughs> uh, You know, what what's the height at this distance that we should be aiming for? You know, so the kids kind of have a target, right. you know, and it gives them something 
uh, you know, to, to best work with the hit tracks. And so, no, that's been, that's been pretty cool. And we're, uh, we're actually, we're making a couple renovations this year, you know, the learning curve. And that's part of it too, uh, is we're going to be upgrading, uh, that hit tracks cage, uh, right. even a little bit more. So, yeah, no, we're excited about that. And if we pull that second one in, which I think we're going to do, uh, you know, it only is going to make it that much better that when you come to three and two, we have four cages and two of them are going to have hit tracks. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it books up now. I can't imagine it with two of them, you know? Right. And it's, it's cool. I I know I'll, there's a few places around that have them. I am not sure anyone has more than one, Um, which it just, again, more is not, not a bad thing. And right. so I'm looking again, looking through the website here. And uh, so you guys offer something that all, like some, some facilities do other facilities don't. And that's kind of like a membership, right? Yep. So, you know, you can, uh, and it looks like right on your website, you can create an account, sign in, pay and book on top of having an app for your phone that allows you to do all that same stuff too. Yeah. So one of the, the goals uh, when we opened was we wanted to make it as easy as possible. You know, we want people to be able to get in and out, uh, kind of, you know, jump on a phone app and see what's available that day. So we worked with the company. We had our, our own custom app built. And it's really once you're set up with your membership, it's one touch. So you you click the app, it'll show you everything that's available uh, on top of, you know, notifications about camps, clinics and whatnot. And uh, it's it's an unlimited use. So we're we're actually a members only facility. Right. Uh, and what I mean by that is we don't rent cages one time. We don't want people there one time. We want to grow relationships with people, players, coaches, uh, you know, so if you were to call right now, anyone, you know, who's going to listen to this and say, we want to check it out and you're going to call and say, Hey, I want to run a cage for an hour. Uh, we put that on the website because we ultimately want people to call us, but we're going to give you the first one for free. Uh, you know, and you're going to come in, we want to show you around. We want to show you everything we have to offer. And on top of that, we're cost wise. I mean, let's say $35 is about a going rate, give or take, uh, 35 to $50 for an hour rental. We charge 30 bucks a month and you can come use the place whenever you want. Right. You know, so if you were to use your membership one time a month, you're cheaper than renting a cage for one hour, you know? So, and, and that's the goal is that we want people in there. We want the place packed. We're open year round and we, we want as many members and, uh, and players through the door as we, we possibly can. So that was kind of the goal behind the membership is it's unlimited use. You don't pay per use, uh, you know, 30 bucks a month. So pretty straightforward. Yeah. And it's, you know, that it couldn't be easier. And I am looking through here. The, you did mention like, you know, the gym is considered private or the gym area is considered private. So that would be something that's in addition to a membership. Yeah, because when, when we do the gym stuff, uh, like I said before, everything's instructed, you know, right. so we, you don't just walk in and use it like you would a Planet Fitness, you know, so uh, there is, we're actually rolling it out August 1st, we're making a few changes with our memberships, uh, but gym is going to be another one, and that's going to be, um, same thing, it's going to be 39 bucks a month, but thirty for 39 a month, you come into instructed classes, right. so we're not a, we're not a, we're not a gym in the sense, uh, of a planet fitness. You know, we are a baseball facility who's offering, uh, an additional, uh, value, however you want to call it. And, you know, something that's a necessity, you know, inner inside or outside of baseball. So for 39 bucks a month, you know, you, 
we'll have the laundry list of classes available throughout the week. And the same thing, we actually have it set up right on the app. If you were to go to our app, uh, it says Dryland Academy, and you'd basically just RSVP that you're showing up that day. Right. So we did it that route because we don't want, you know, 20 people showing up day one and, you know, we can accommodate eight. We don't want it to be like a, uh, by no means, you know, kind of like a money grab, how it might look. We want it to be small, intimate workouts uh, to where, you know, you're actually going to get a full 60 minutes uh, and, and walk away with a good workout. Right. And I mean, 39 bucks a month, you know, having been in the, the gym and the fitness industry for a while. And, uh, my fiance worked for a couple local, like just standalone gyms that offered that type of instructed class as their only form of membership. I mean, usually those are like 120 bucks a month, 150 bucks a month, like 39. Yeah. A month, that's, that's cheap, man. That's real cheap for what you're getting out of it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've talked on this on the show countless times about the importance of being in a gym and, you know, do lifting weights, getting stronger, getting more athletic, getting more dynamic. And, you know, when, when you got two players who are, you know, talent wise on the field equal, the stronger player usually wins. And, oh, without a doubt. you know, th this is that stuff that can start separating you from the pack. If you're a kid who kind of, you know, if you went to a tryout this year for school, a lot of guys, you know, this was their first year in a school tryout. And it, that could be anywhere from a JV guy all the way down to a seventh grader because of what we just went through, you know, with COVID and all the other stuff. So if you went to, to a tryout and you saw yourself and you were a middle of the pack guy, or maybe saw yourself on the outside looking in and you're like, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm just as good as that kid, but he made it what, like, you know, at, get in the gym, man, get like, get in the gym, move some weight around, get, get stronger, get more athletic, get more dynamic. And you'll start to see yourself separate yourself. And oh, without a doubt. And especially at like this, that age, like you said, seventh, eighth grade, you know, I, I hate to keep using my son as an example, but he really is. He's a smaller seventh grader. Um, you know, and, and I think that same thing. And, you know, the guys over at three and two tell them the same thing. It's like, you know what, do your pushups, hit the gym, yeah. you know, your skill, your, your baseball IQ, like that's there. You, you have that, uh, going to separate you is when, when, you know, you barrel up a baseball, uh, levels, uh, but has the size and has the strength and barrels up baseball and he's going to send it, you know, and, and at first glance, it's going to be like that kid's a better ball player. And, you know, it's not always the case. Right. Um, you know, so it's kind of the, that equalizer is, you know, you can't, you can't focus purely on, uh, you know, the mechanic side of it. You have to, you got to put in the work, you know, and like you said, you gotta, you gotta hit the gym for sure. So I got, you know, I, I got your, uh, your page pulled up here and you guys have quite a few instructors, uh, quite a few coaches working with you. Take us through your uh, your lineup, if you will. Obviously, you're you're one of them, being the owner, uh, being the head guy, and doing pitching and catching lessons. Yeah, uh, you know, to take me through the rest of your rest of your guys. Yeah, so uh, I I kind of put again when we we open the doors, uh, we we like to joke around and say that um, everybody stays in their lane, and what I mean by that is I'm a catcher. I've been a catcher my entire life. Uh, I hit, you know, I know the ins and outs of that. I'm not going to go and charge you or your family or your son uh, a pitching lesson. You know, it's just not my thing. I'm not, I, I don't, not that I couldn't, you know, add value. Uh, but ultimately you want to learn from somebody who can break down and fine tune, uh, you know, pitching mechanics. So when we bring guys on, we, we ask them all, you know, stay in your lane. And with that, we have all the lanes covered. You know, we, like I said, I do the catching and hitting stuff. Uh, most guys will do hitting, you know, uh, 
all being ball players at all different levels. But we have uh, a couple pitching guys, you know, Grant Pickham. Uh, he's a derby guy now, too. He's a, a local, he's from Ohio, but he's, he's local to Buffalo now. He's been in, he's been phenomenal working with some younger kids. Uh, Matt McCune, he actually has history with the Brewers organization, breaking down uh, film on the pitching development side. He's been great with kind of that, you know, 12, 13, all the way up to high school kids and beyond real big on like velocity training and, and arm care programs. Uh, Marco Marrero is, you know, another local guy. I know you played with Marco against Marco for years. He's more of our gym guy, but he does a ton of hitting stuff. Uh, Jay Delero is, is, was a huge ad for us. Jay was drafted first round by the White Sox. Yep. And you know, he's, he's a stud. He's one of those guys that when he talks, it doesn't matter what you think, you know, you just listen, uh, because you're going to learn a lot. You know, and so he's real humble, real down earth guy, phenomenal with the kids. So he's been, he's been really good. Um, Mike Nolan, uh, Noli is a, a local varsity coach over in Buffalo. Uh, works with the organization I coach at, the Western New York Prospects. Prospects. He's a big pitching guy. He's been, you know, same deal. Uh, he's been really good. I'm trying to think if I'm leaving anybody out. Uh, and then we got a couple more too that you know are are there who work out of the facility as like attendants. But they're they're all baseball oriented, baseball minded people. So, you know, we got a guy, Matt Tyree. Uh, he's a former coach in the area. He's, I coach his son now. And he's just a, you know, he's a, he's a baseball minded guy and he's phenomenal with the younger kids uh, because ultimately we we know our you know, I hate to call it like demographic, but, you know, we had 41 teams practice with us last year wow. out of those 41, uh, five of them were over the age of 13. You know, so we're predominantly younger kids, but that's that was the goal. That's what we wanted, uh, because I'm a, a huge believer in developing baseball players. But before you develop them and get them in private lessons and clinics and, you know, start talking about the, the finer points of the game, uh, they got to develop a love for the game itself. You know, like they have to want to be there. Right. So, you know, it, that's out of all the teams that were the 41 teams, you know, and all the countless kids that have been through the majority have been younger. And that's really been our goal, you know, is to, to kind of have them enjoy the game uh, and pick up stuff along the way, you know, sneak in those teaching points. And uh, you know, it's been, it's been really good. It's been good for sure. Well, and, it, and it's awesome because, you know, focusing on that younger demographic is huge because we see a huge drop off from 10, 11, 12 to 13, 14, 15. And a yeah. lot of that is just, you know, guys get bored with it or guys just don't love it the way they, you know, the way that I, you know, some guys do and they just kind of fall off and fall behind. And, you know, so having a spot that's kind of geared more toward those younger kids that fosters that good environment, you know, it can only be good for the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is really the, the 13 new age, uh, you know, the modified baseball era where the second they go to 90 foot diamonds, it's, it's a reality check. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to lose a lot of kids and I'm watching it right now. You know, I'm watching it happen. That's the age I'm coaching. And I, I kind of laugh with them. I, I've coached a lot of these kids since they were seven, eight years old. And, you know, we brought on a lot of kids over the years. And uh, I told them, I was like, it's going to be a real uh, reality check because last year's home run is this year's fly up, yeah. you know, and, and when you stole second base last year, you're going to get hosed by two feet this year. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, they're all playing modified now. So they're definitely uh, getting their bumps and bruises here or there, but we had a scrimmage and there was a couple and we talked big about like base running and, you know, you can't get discouraged because, you know, we got one kid who had a gap uh, last week and you, you know, we always teach him two out of the box, two out of the box. He rounded first and that ball was, you know, 
already at the cut and he decided to push it to second and he was out by a mile, you know, and it was just one of those like discouraging yeah. plays because what, well, but, but, a, but a learning play like that. Like, hey, well, exactly. Exactly. Right. You got a lot, but you got to go. Yeah. You got to, you know, but you got to hope that those kids take it that way and, right. you know, uh, make the adjustments and, and continue to play the game. Because like you said, that that's the drop off age. You know, there's a reason that there's, you know, 40 organizations in the area with 12 U teams, which is phenomenal. But why is it when you get to 14 U, there's 10, you know? So right. that's that's a big part of our, our goal at three and two is we want kids playing ball. We want them around ball, baseball, softball, whatever the case is, uh, you know, to essentially continue the the growth and development of ball players. That's that's the ultimate goal. Now I'm seeing you got some uh, some stuff going with the Bisons right now. Yeah, yeah. So we we partnered up with them, uh, and it's been it's been like nothing short of amazing. Uh, so we are doing a partnership. We got a ton of tickets from them uh, it, that we've been giving away to kids. You know, we call it Player of the Day or Player of the Week or whatever the case may be, and we pick these kids randomly out of the facility just for doing something the right way i don't care what it is you know like if you show up to three and two on a wednesday at seven o'clock at night and it's 85 degrees outside and you come in and you're sweating and you're working it's like you know what go to a game on us enjoy it uh you know congrats we appreciate you know you continuing to work hard or you know vice versa we get kids who who sign up for all our camps all our clinics and and just continue to work and work uh you know we we throw them some tickets to a game and it's really uh you know we gave a pair away yesterday kid took a ball to the face <laughs> you know we're joking <laughs> it's like the it's the rite of passage as a baseball player you know it's gonna happen he was really upset about it you know he, he got over it called them everybody's okay all right you know what go enjoy a game right. uh so the bisons the bisons have been amazing about that uh they gave us a ton of stuff to give to these kids and in return uh we're actually also going to be attending a ton of games uh, we just put the dates. It's going to be late August, early September, where we have a big uh, inflatable. You know, you, you remember when, you know, going to games younger where you walk up yeah. and you check your radar. Uh, so we're going to bring the radar gun out. And, you know, kids come up. It's free. We're not charging anybody anything. Uh, it's kind of part of our partnership with the Bisons. We're going to set up right in the Washington Street entrance and kids come up, mom and dad come up, whoever, and they want to see how hard they throw. We're going to have the radar and uh, you know, a bunch of free t-shirts and hats and giveaways and stuff like that. And it all essentially goes back to, you know, we want to, we want the name three and two baseball and in the North towns to be, you know, synonymous with youth baseball and, and everything that's right about the game, you know? So the Bisons, uh, it's been great with them so far. And uh, if you go to a game, I think I want to say it's like the second or third inning. Uh, I went to the game the other day, hoping to see it, but it got rained out as we were sitting there. Uh, you'll see three and two baseball. We sponsor like an inning. So you'll see us up on the board with uh, some details and stuff. So cool. That's awesome. And that's, you know, I, I was going to bring up the, uh, the player of the day stuff. I actually didn't realize when I asked the question that that was, you know, in, uh, in conjunction with the, uh, the partnership with the Bisons that you got going on. That's really cool. I didn't, that didn't, didn't even, didn't realize when I asked the question. So that's, that's funny. I actually took, uh, took the lead on that one for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, cause you know what the Bisons want are, are kids to continue to love the game too, because they want right. to go down to the park and, and watch the game and enjoy it and keep coming back. So, uh, between the player of the day. And like I said, we got stacks of flex tickets that we're just giving away just because, 
Uh, and then also, you know, our teams that are coming back with us next year, uh, we sold out completely as far as our, our team hours this past season. Uh, we're pretty much sold out next year. The only ones we're waiting on are our teams who, you know, to, it's, it's so early. Like we're not asking for commitments from teams for next year, but most teams have already said, yes, we'll be back. Uh, if you come back with us, we're actually giving your entire team tickets to a game uh, in August or September just kind of as like a, a team outing, you know, so right. the Bisons are going to sponsor your team's outing, you know, the, the meet and greet or whatever, after tryouts or whatever the case is, uh, you know, and again, it's just something that we kind of sat down and figured out what can we do that's going to help both of us and, uh, and ultimately, you know, keep kids at, at the ballpark. That's awesome, man. It's, it, and it's, it's really cool to see like all the stuff you guys got going on, all the stuff you guys got going and every single bit of it is geared toward the kids and the players and uh, yeah. You know, and, and you're you're a facility that doesn't have you know there's no three and two travel team there's no it's not you know it's it's about a wide scope of kids not just guys on your rosters or guys in your um you know in your in your program per se quote unquote as far as having a team at a certain age yeah yep so we're we're completely independent and we actually made the decision uh from day one and it's it's something that we won't budge on uh we've had people offer to like, Hey, why don't you start a team? I'll coach and I'll do, and you know what? That's great. But the last thing this area needs is another organization. And that's not a shot on any of the organizations because, uh, you know, everyone we've dealt with has been great. Uh, but what the organ, what the area needs is just kids playing, you know, so making it more, uh, you know, let's skip this tryout to go to that tryout. Let's leave this team to go to that team. I see the ups and downs of it, but ultimately, uh, you know, play with your friends and, and follow, uh, one of the best piece of advice that I've ever heard is, you know, follow your coach. If you have a coach that, uh, believes in you and your team and, and does things the right way, like follow your coach, uh, follow your friends, enjoy the game while you're younger, uh, save all the stuff, you know, bouncing teams and whatnot for when you're older, you know, that there's going to be plenty of that time for that stuff in, in high school. Uh, so we just didn't want to get involved with like the travel scene in the sense of, uh, adding, you know, or I don't know, I don't want to say uh, discouraging people from coming to our place because we have a team. That's not right. the goal. You know, like we want everybody at the place. Uh, we don't hang any banners. We've had organizations come to us with a check and say, hey, you know, we got to spend this money somewhere to hang this banner. How about, you know, we throw it up over the cage? And it's like, you know, we appreciate it and we'll we'll promote you as the best we can. Uh, but we chose not to hang any type of uh, sponsorship or banners inside the facility. Cause we're not trying to discourage or, you know, encourage players to go to one organization over the other. Uh, we're just trying to encourage kids to play ball, you know, where, wherever that, that may be. So. Yeah. You're, you're not trying to have kids look and say like, Oh, I'm not going there because you know, they, that, cause their cages are sponsored by team a or have, you know, team B be like, Oh, we can't go there. This team, team B is our rival. Like, yeah, right. Right. You know, you know you and, to be a place everyone can go, everyone can train and everyone can feel, you know, part of it and welcome yeah we're doing we're actually doing uh something called the the in-season academy so we did it over the winter uh we call it the off-season academy and it was essentially a 12-week program uh we had them with all different age kids so we had eight and under 10 and under 12 and under and then 13 and over uh and they were kids from all organizations you know so we had uh in our 12u let's say i think we had 24 kids we had two different days that we were running it we had a total of like seven or eight organizations and and what we saw after like week two is these kids who ultimately play against each other all summer long 
uh, started becoming buddies, you know, and, and started to become friends. And now they come in and they all, you know, they're, they're wearing, you know, one could be wearing North Buffalo, the other's Melot. They're talking to each other. They're, you know, they're friends because they were in the Academy together. And, and it was like, you know what, that's, that's what it's about. That's what we want. And, you know, so we decided to do an in-season Academy. So we're actually running it uh, Mondays and Tuesday mornings. And it's the same deal. So it's a lot of kids from the area uh, who just are looking for for practice, you know, because that's the one thing that teams don't do during the summer. And it's not, um, you know, on their own accord. It's the fact that we only have limited time to actually get games in. You know, we get three months of nice weather and then it's back indoors. So uh, practice a lot of times gets overlooked. So that's all this is intended to be. But I think, you know, we have a we have two 12 U teams or I'm sorry, a 10U, 11U, 12U, and then a 13 and over. And we have like 14 or 15 organizations represented from these group of kids. And, you know, we're, we're going to actually join like a, a fall ball tournament from one of the uh, local organization that puts it on with, with these teams. And they're going to be like under the three and two, but by no means is it like a, you know, we're starting a three and two team. What it, what right. it's really intended to be is go out, continue to practice continue to develop uh to get into it we don't care about your skill level all we care is that you want to work right you know you could be you could be number nine hitter on your team i don't care if you show up and and you're going to give us what you have that's what we want and uh you know so we're starting that as soon as school lets out so it's like the last week of june and it'll run right through till august and we're actually still looking for a couple more kids in the 13 and over so if anyone's interested give us a call and uh it's going to be a set 30, 32 hours of instruction, both indoors and outdoors. That's awesome. And that, that's going to lead me to my next question. So what's next? So we have the, you know, the, the, the summer season's coming, which means guys are going to be outdoors. You got the summer camps coming or the in-season camp coming up that you were just talking about. What else do you guys have coming up and what do you guys got going, uh, looking forward to next year? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're doing the, the academies, uh, in season, We'll be doing those uh, right now. We changed our hours, you know, accordingly because, uh, you know, kids are outside rightfully. So is where they should be right now. And, you know, so hour wise, like we're Monday to Friday, three to eight right now. A lot of days we end up staying until nine, 10 o'clock. If people are there. So we'll, we'll be there if you're there. Uh, Saturdays, we're only open in the mornings because kids are outdoors playing. And then Sundays we're closed for the time being. Uh, but once September rolls around, we're going to be back open our seven days a week, full hours. Uh, and the bit, the biggest thing that, we're like 99%. We're just dealing with uh, some permitting and some, uh, you know, logistics with, with COVID and everything else. Uh, we're doing a 15,000 square foot expansion right off the back of our building. Ooh. So for the, the people who've been over to where we are, uh, we're the end unit uh, in the back of a, a, like I said, a little commercial complex. And we have just square footage sitting back there waiting to be built so it's all just open land now so we were adding on a 15,000 square foot uh you know 38 foot ceilings interior and it's going to be enough for full 90 foot diamond uh plus some two smaller 60 70 foot diamonds at the same time uh dedicated areas for uh members only which is a huge thing that we're making a big push on this next year, uh, dedicated training cages, because that's another thing that we've, we've just had, uh, the, re- the response and the request for more lessons, more members only time, uh, has well outweighed the actual availability that we have. So 
we're going to take our current facility. We're going to make that strictly members only area. So, you know, seven days a week, open to close. You can come use the place, even if you're not part of a team. And then this whole addition is going to be like our team rental stuff. So uh, yeah, that's, that's coming November 23 is what we're shooting for to, to open that up. We just, uh, like I said, it's the logistics of it have been uh, heavy to say the least. Right. And we, we probably could have pulled it off by this November, but ultimately we're, we're here for the long haul. We know we are, and we didn't want to rush through anything. And especially, you know, right now uh, with the delays on absolutely everything and inflation, like you wouldn't believe costs are through the roof. Uh, it just made more sense for us to kind of take a step back, take our time uh, and and put it in the play. So as soon as we, we break ground, we'll call it, uh, we're going to have a big kind of like, you know, opening deal with it. And uh, we'll, we'll release all the information about it, but November 23, uh, 15,000 square feet, full indoor turf, every square inch is going to be turfed. Uh, and you know, it's going to open up just a world of opportunity for, for the area. That's awesome, man. That's really, really cool. And that's really exciting. Um, uh, you know, I, I, the, the more I hear about it, the more excited I get, you know, that having guys like you and stuff like this around the area only helps the game. And, you know, I, I talk about it with almost everybody that comes on here and that Western New York is becoming a hotbed for talented, talented baseball players. And it's because of stuff like this and guys like you that are, that are bringing more people up, more people in and just growing the game. And I, and you're, spe you're almost specifically focused on a younger demographic to not just start young, but you know, keep those guys interested, keep those guys having fun, keep those guys growing. So maybe we don't see as much of a drop off at that 13, 14, 15 new age group. Um, yeah. I mean, cause ultimately like it's a full cycle, right? So you're going to get players like myself. Uh, you know, who played through high school, played ball, still, you know, play MSBO, MSBO, whatever the, uh, whatever the league's called these years and, uh, but want to stay in the game. So what's like the next natural step of, of a father who wants to stay in the game? It's to coach their kid's team. Right. right? So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that the, the eight-year-old who's practicing with today, we're grooming him to be the next travel coach, you know, 10 years, 15 years down the road or whatever. But the longer you're around the game, the more you're going to pick up. And the more you pick up, the more you're going to pass on. And that's really, you know, if we can keep it baseball, right, and keep people out there and signing up for uh, house ball, travel ball, uh, tournaments, clinics, camps, you know, whether it's at three and two or whether it's, uh, you know, out at uh, Hot Corner or at All In or at Primetime or at, you know, the countless facilities in the area who are all on the same page as far as what the ultimate goal uh, is and should be. Like, that's what we want. Right. You know, so it's it's keep these kids playing because there's so many other options out there now. And the one I didn't even realize is is lacrosse is so heavy now uh, and taking over and, and kids are leaving to go play lacrosse, which is great. Like, stay active. Uh, but ultimately like, you know, we need kids playing baseball, uh, cause it, it kind of feeds, feeds the entire, uh, chain of events all the way up till college. Yeah. I mean, and that's, uh, I'm, I'm marrying into a very heavy lacrosse family. So that's going to be an interesting side for me. And I, trust me, I, I understand their feelings cause they, you know, we kind of have a fun little rivalry going with that, but, uh, you know, it's, it, you're not wrong. Lacrosse is getting more and more popular and it's becoming, you know, tougher and tougher to keep kids in baseball when, you know, lacrosse is fun and active and, you know, you can hit people and it, it's kind of the cool thing to do right now. And, 
you know, the, the more you can keep guys not just in it, but having fun and enjoying themselves in baseball, especially at a time when we see, I mean, I don't know how much you see, see it on social media, but I mean, just yesterday, there's a video of a, of a father just screaming at a 10 year old or an eight year old. I did see that. I did see that. You know, that's, that's the worst possible thing out there that we could have, you know, for the game as a whole and more, more stuff like this, more, more places like three and two is just going to help. Yeah, Um, no, that's, I mean, and you know, I, there's an outlier with every situation, right? So I'm sure that video, there's probably a lot more, just like everything on social media, there's probably more to it that none of us know. But when said and done, like it was, you know, I don't know, it's crazy to see, um, but it, it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. That, that was that was pretty intense. I did see it. I'm trying to, like, justify in my head, like, what what is the reason? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Why, I don't, one, I don't like, know that there is one Yeah, outside <laughs> of yelling at the kid. What's just the baseball logic behind it? Like, why are you running? You know, I don't know, but again, right. I wasn't there. So I, I don't know. Yeah. That's like, and it, that was more not, you know, to try to single that video out or, you know, the coach yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything, yeah. just, just, you know, that stuff like that. And that it breeds a negativity and, you know, you look at a kid like that and, you know, wonder how that kid is going to go home and be like, that was fun. You know, right. And, right. And, and I want to do it again. at that age. Like that's, that's what it should be about. But uh, so, we're we're kind of hitting a point here. Is there anything else about three and two you want people to know? Uh, any more info you want to get out there? Anything like that? No, that's. I mean, you know, ultimately, stop by, check us out. You know, we the doors are always open. Uh, I'll tell everybody listening right now that the the first time you come practice with us, uh, we're not charging you a penny. We want you to just come in and kind of see the place. Give me a call direct. Uh, you know, all our information's on the website. Download our app. The the office numbers on there. Uh, my email, cell phone, call me direct. We'll set up a time to come in, check the place out. And, uh, you know, the goal is to, to have people become members and, you know, it's incredibly affordable and it's something that it's like, you know, like we've been talking this entire time is keeping kids playing the game and, uh, you know, something to do, you know, parent wise, uh, parents are allowed to go in there and feed the machines and work with the kids if they want to, you know, ultimately, uh, that's, that's the goal. So no, but besides that, um, you know, we're excited. We appreciate the continued support from all the members. Our staff has been, you know, nothing short of incredible. Uh, you know, even the town of Tonawanda, we've gotten, we get random police officers and town workers stopping by just to check the place out. So uh, they've been welcoming and it's, it's been great. And we're looking forward to, to many more years. That's awesome. Uh, right in that same spot. So uh, this is the point where I, I ask all of my guests, two things. One uh, first and foremost, give me your best baseball story, whether it's a, a, a moment from when you played coaching, whatever it may be, just a great baseball story that for some reason or another has a special place for you. Uh, man, I don't know how many, what are the age of the kids listening to this? Uh, so, you know, <laughs> do you know, I guess this kind of goes to like travel, travel ball. And it was actually when I was coaching. Okay. Uh, I was coaching North Tonawanda. We were maybe like 10 U. I uh, remember Jay Holman. Yeah. Remember Jay? All right. Yeah. So Jay passed away, as you know, recently. Uh, and I coached his son, Nick, for a while. And now Nick is back on my son's travel team. So they kind of like re or on his school team. So they kind of reunited. But I was actually just talking to one of the uh, dads the other day about this. We were at Cedar Point, And I'm sure I don't know if you've ever been to that sports performance park uh, or not sport. I'm sorry. Uh, Sandusky's Cedar Point. Yeah. or whatnot yeah phenomenal competition 
and we got our teeth kicked in. Like, I mean, we just, we got beat. Uh, so that night we're hanging out and we're doing what, you know, all old baseball players do. Uh, kids are swimming and we're drinking beers by the pool and it went, you know, till two, 3 AM and the kids are running around we had a game at nine in the morning, but we were already out of the tournament. Kids were having fun. So we let it go. Sure. Uh, everyone's looking for something to eat. Can't find anything. We call it a night is what it is. We're up in the room. It's about three o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden we are knocking on the door and it's Nick, uh, the player with a full box of tacos from Taco Bell and his dad <laughs> walked the street in Sandusky all the way down didn't drive walked all the way down bought like 50 tacos and had Nick at like 3 4 a.m deliver these to all the doors of the parents who were out and it was just one of those like that's that's awesome you know like it, it sounds so uh it's like a true it's like a baseball thing I mean you know you've hung out at Sheridan Park and all the places oh, yeah. and and kind of, you know, so it was just like one of those, like Jay was a, a phenomenal uh, teammate, coach, father, the whole works. And, and, you know, I joke with Nick still and his brother, Joey, uh, like he taught him, right. Like, that's one of those things you take care of, you know, your teammates and so on. So, uh, you know, we still talk about that. That was probably four or five years ago. And like I said, right. unfortunately, Jay passed. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if it's really baseball related other than the fact that we're at a tournament, but you know, it, it uh, it was great. It was great. You know, it's it's funny because probably I'd probably say three quarters of the stories that I get from people are baseball adjacent. You know, it, it's right. not it's not a, you know something that happened on the field. It, it's not something that happened during a game. It's something after the fact, before the fact, on the off season, during a practice, after a practice, something like that. That just you know, it, it's one of those things that just I always. I firmly and honestly believe that this game just hits at a different level. You know, my, at this stage of my career, my favorite part of the game is talking to the guys and hanging out after the fact, you know, you play, a game, you, know, and, yep. you know, after the fact, just hanging out under the shelter at Sheridan park at, you know, till one in the morning, sometimes, if not later, just talking, having a good time and telling stories about the game is, you know, it, it just hits different. And I don't know that other, other sports do that. I can tell you playing uh, football as an adult, uh, we used to go to the bar afterwards, but we're not 24 anymore. So, you know, that, that kind of goes away, but right. uh, you know, just, I, it, it's, it's funny the amount of times that a, it's, it's a baseball story because it happened because of baseball. Like that, that yeah. story doesn't happen if you're not there for a tournament. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, and then uh, the last piece of business here, man, is uh, any shout outs, any, you know, cope uh, this time, this time is yours plug away, shameless plug all yours. No, I think we, we've probably pounded three and two baseball enough. Uh, I mean, you know, ultimately, uh, I just want to, again, thank like every single member coach team who's practiced with us. Uh, the staff, you know, top to bottom uh, has been incredible. And we're, we're still looking for more people starting September. We're still looking for more instructors. So when you're ready to come over and, uh, and teach you, let me know. Uh, you know, we're, you got we're looking, we're always looking for more teams. Uh, you know, we, we'll we'll do basically whatever to work around team schedule so when you know Madai's looking for that spot Duval was practicing at 7 a.m on Tuesday mornings this past year and we made it work so uh you know we're we're available we're open we're there uh and you know again the, everybody in the community we appreciate all the support and uh you know we're excited we're excited moving forward awesome man well I appreciate you coming on the show uh, I appreciate having you know taking time out of your day I know you're busy as all hell so uh, I appreciate you coming on yeah, no, Josh, I appreciate it. I'm sure uh, we'll see you at the Diamond soon. Tip of the Cap podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Visit our website at BICBP-radio.com. 
Find Tip of the Cap Podcast on Twitter at Tip of the Cap Pod or type in Tip of the Cap Podcast into Facebook. Like, follow, share, subscribe, and tell your friends about us today.